Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobka. Ground beef. Mark Hawkman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Talk when you mispronounce something, that is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh huh. Hug him up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to Stringsheet. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let him know where mama is. Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Hawkman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Well, I am delighted to share with you, Crowder, that I learned just about 10 minutes ago from our own Alejandro Solana. Today is National Pancake Day. Uh Uh-oh. And I was, you know, kind of curious what we were going to do in the three or four o'clock hour. Now I know. (laughs) My man, Solana. Thank you, Alejandro. Because here's... Here's what's going on. Now, I know you're in uh, New Jersey. You just taped your final episode of Inside the NFL for tonight. Last one of the season, and yes, it's good. We had a good time. But it's the final one. Kind of sad. Yeah, 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 especially on the pocketbook. (laughs) It's it's, so like I'm watching because football season's over, so you guys are going to recap, and we're going to recap still the the Super Bowl, and obviously the NFL is a 52-week-a-year endeavor at this point but you know i'm watching first take this morning there's kendrick perkins there's brian windhorse yeah i'm on twitter last night i'm inundated with the end of the knicks game they're talking about it on espn this morning like it was the worst call in the history of the nba i believe Kendrick Perkins may have called it the worst call in the history of the NBA. A <laughs> uh, February. I mean, <laughs> basketball. It was a game. bad call. There's no question it was a yeah. bad call. But I mean, what are we doing here? This is the you know this is where I start to go. Oh, yeah, it's, it's it, not playoff time yet, and the Super Bowl's over, and so now I have to talk about the intricacies of a Knicks-Rockets game from Monday night. <laughs> what, what? And then God comes down and hands me Pancake Day. <laughs> you know what was so weird that I just, that that I noticed was I get to the hotel last night, turn on ESPN, 
and they're playing the excitement up to the draft. And I was like, okay, here we go. I'm looking at mock drafts. I'm like, yeah, Super Bowl just passed. Nick's got jobbed. I, I got to worry about this today. Oh, and oh, how do you call that a Jalen Brunson? Oh, Jalen Brunson. Like, they act like this Brunson is LeBron or he's Durant. Like, the Knicks are having one little cute season. We all know how this ends. Second round exit to the Miami Heat. Like, what are we doing with Jalen Brunson? He's very good. He's a, he's a star. There's no doubt about it. But, I mean, Jalen Brunson. You can't call that on Jalen Brunson. What? Solana, I think you said it to your point. LeBron, KD, Steph, them jokers 40 years old. They got to find some new stars, baby. <laughs> he is good, and the he fact is. that he plays in New York makes it that much more exciting to have a really good player there. But, my God, this was, I mean, team coverage since it happened last night. I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just getting bombarded with, can you believe what happened in the Knicks game? So I'm like, oh, what, what, what happened? Was there a stampede? Like there, uh, oh, they called a foul. There shouldn't have been a foul. But what? It's February. Last night, February 12th, Monday night. <laughs> okay. Terrible call. Terrible that- call. I'm sorry. The who's their coach? The Minnesota guy, the Bulls guy. Thibodeau. Which, uh, who's that guy? Thibodeau. Yeah, Thibodeau. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're at the receiving end of a bad call. Diamonds. And uh, Brunson and Webb and Yama had 470 blocks on one series. <laughs> I did see that <laughs> Wemby was doing it with blocks last night. Did he have a triple double with blocks. He did. First rookie in I don't know how many years to have a triple double with blocks. He's doing it like Hassan Whiteside did down here in Miami. <laughs> it I think is. he had four blocks in three series. The guys just kept running in there at him, and he just kept throwing it out of the bound. We're six like minutes that. into the show. We're doing Brunson and Wemby I know, talk from yesterday. I know, but this oh. is what happened. Like, I'm I'm, oh. I'm flicking around on the TV. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Richard Jefferson. What's going on here? <laughs> I watched a Bucks nuggets game on Monday night last night. The entire game. I watched the entire Bucks nuggets game on a Monday night. I mean, bring me back. Joe Burrow, please, on Monday I Night mean, Football. Hey, God. hey, now, guys, this is when the XFL and USFL would crank up. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll watch uh, a replay of the Brunson foul <laughs> a thousand billion times before I watch any of that. Gentlemen, we're 72 days away from the NFL draft. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Goodell! Oh. <laughs> Check gonna... in and see what Tim McMahon and Tim Bontemps have to say about the Brunson foul. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the Super Bowl was the most watched telecast in the history of television? I didn't see that. The most yeah. watched telecast in history. Wow. The, the 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 Swifty the Swifty effect. My girl Tay Tay that put things through the top. I saw something different though, Hawk. To be fair, because I did see it averaged 123.4 million viewers. It was the most watched telecast for a single network. 
202.4 million viewed at least some of the game, but I read it's the second most watched telecast in U.S. history behind the Apollo moon landing, Crowder. Hawk left wow. this Hawk left this yeah. show. He, he started sneezing. He started coughing at the same time. I imagine he pooped himself a little bit and had to go change <laughs> his pants. That, that's, what I, I, that's what happens to the old, right? <laughs> no, man. Got weak parts. But, yeah. Bro, it's crazy. Like, we talked about hey, What would you have done if I never came back? Well, I, I said I saw you sneeze and cough at the same time, so I thought you pooped yourself and had to go change oh, your pants. Oh, no. I didn't sneeze. I was just coughing the whole time. I got something stuck in my throat, but I'm not even having coffee, so I can't blame the coffee grounds. Huh. I'm drinking a ghost Sour Patch Kids. What are you doing? Bro, are, are you 14 Hulk. years old walking to chemistry? And like, Hulk. what are you doing? So I think there's little bits of Sour Patch Kids in this drink, <laughs> and I think I got a little piece in my throat. Hawk. You know how old your heart is? You shouldn't be drinking things like that. That's why I'm trying to keep it going. There's <laughs> <laughs> palpitating I mean, like heart right meds. Now. I drink ghosts, Sour Patch Kids. Did, that Was that free? That you bought that? So uh, I think I had told Solana before. I, I had bought when my son was going back to University of Tampa. <clears throat> excuse me. He asked me to get him some ghosts. They like drinking ghosts in the dorm room. So I said, what flavor do you want? He said, surprise me. And then when he drove back up for next semester, he left the Sour Patch Raspberry because they don't like that flavor. Mm. So I had one as a goof. I'm like, well, this is good. <laughs> this is like <laughs> like drinking Sour Patch Kids. It's delicious. <laughs> and now your heart is beating like a lab rat. I mean, it's beating like a jackrabbit. <laughs> I could talk about this Jalen Brunson all day. <laughs> But no, when I walked off camera, how long would it have been before you reached out to Lori? Like, at what point, if I did not show back up on the camera here, like, how many minutes before you're like, hey, I, we probably need to call Lori? I think first break. We would have wrapped first quick. Break. If I never came back. Yeah, we would have wrapped quick, and then we would have reached out. And then what do you think? Who would have called? Ooh. Jimmy. I don't have Lori's number. Jimmy. Probably Jimmy, right? That would be your wheelhouse, Jimmy. I don't have her number either. Yeah. You know <laughs> so, what? Oh, and that would have it would have ended what? right there for you, Jimmy, right? You wouldn't have tried to get it or anything. You would have just been like, I don't have the number. Exactly. We have we we haven't prepared right. You need to text us all Lori's number. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we know. Yeah, <laughs> and you can these ghosts. <laughs> and and you could be abducted too, because <laughs> how many how many of these are you supposed to limit yourself to in a day? Because this is my seventh. <laughs> <laughs> I think one a week. <laughs> oh, my God. I looked over at ESPN2. Graphic. Clay benched in clutch time. What, what's going on here? My football. It's all that's left. I know. Yeah, there's no soccer right now. Well, American soccer, I guess. Yeah, that's all we got. Oh, well, it is what it is. Well, uh, we are going to talk a little uh, Super Bowl today. John Michaels is going to join us from 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We are going to play pancakes versus hotcakes. I would not allow a day. It's either that or another segment on Jalen Brunson. Uh, you can vote. 305-567-0560. Text. Oh, I think the pancakes, hotcakes is for sure top 
for sure Mount Rushmore of Solanas. I do love it. The The only thing that gets me angry about that segment is after we play it, every, people call in, they go, or they, they text in, they're like, he's got a point. No, no, he doesn't. I do. Like, you're missing the conversation if you think he has a point. <laughs> I do. It's actually one of my finest points ever made on this show. <laughs> By the way, we've got another pair of Heat tickets to give away today. Heat and Jazz, March 2nd at the Kaseya Center. We'll give away a pair before 6. Let's do uh, a quick look at headlines here with Alejandro Solan. I probably stole his headlines with all the Jalen Brunson talk. <laughs> Uh, really quickly, Hawk, because you had walked away when you pooped yourself. Um, I read. <laughs> what would you do if you saw me being wheeled in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Volvo Pierce jersey. <laughs> That's step one till you asking me to lift up your flaps. <laughs> Can you clean me? That's the start of my 600-pound Hawk. Um. I had read, regarding the Super Bowl, I'd read it, average 123.4 million viewers, most watched telecast for a single network, 202.4 million viewed at least some of the game. I had read that it was the second most watched telecast in U.S. history, only behind the Apollo moon landing. Mm. I read uh, most watched telecast in history, so. Yeah. Either way, we'll Jimmy to, out. to be up there with the Apollo moon landing is is something. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going too deep into this, but I think now a lot more people have televisions and things to watch on well, the I, Apollo I, moon landing. I, I totally agree. Ratings-wise, the Apollo moon landing, but I'm like actual viewers, I would think the Super Bowl, but I could be wrong. Yeah, There, was, there were people watching it on their phones. If, uh, if, let's say you and I went out drinking, we're in Vegas, we go out drinking, I get hammered. Mm-hmm. And you get me back to like you help me. You get me back to my hotel room. This is now. I'm, you know, I'm not six hundred pound guy. This is just now. But I have soiled myself. Mm-hmm. Would you just drop me in my room and leave me there soiled, or would you clean me up a little bit? No. As as I'm thinking through it, I didn't know where you were going with this. I would put you in the tub, yeah, and turn the water on. Mm-hmm. And then leave. I don't know. Who do I call? Well, you, well who, who do you call? <laughs> like, wait, you would turn the water on to drown me? Or, <laughs> no, like, I, would leave, I would leave the drain open, and I'd turn okay. the shower on and kind of let the water naturally unsoak you. Oh, would you. Would you take my clothes off, or Hell would you just no. leave what me there in my field? Yeah, I'd leave you there, and hopefully the, the moisture of your clothes cleans a little bit. Huh, right. I'm never taking a pair of clothes. I wouldn't even take gloves off of you. <laughs> If you're in Las Vegas with some isotoners on, and you go to the bathroom on yourself. <laughs> Everything, everything's in the shower. I'm I'm picturing the scene from A League of Their Own where Tom Hanks just throws a kit into the shower when she was going crazy, and they all just leave her there, and she's just sitting in the shower. That's Crowder with Hawk. Just throw him into the shower, turn it on, and get that. I've never of there. seen that movie. Really? Yeah. The only thing I know about A League of Their Own is Solana has a very good impersonation of Tom Hanks. That This is as close as I've ever come to seeing the movie. Go ahead and do it, Solana. There's no crying in baseball! <laughs> he, he's he got to work up to it because it's yeah, better than that. Like, yeah. I caught him off guard. But he, mm-hmm. it happens to be a very good impersonation he does.
Hey, it is the climax of the movie, that scream. <laughs> That's it? That's bad. It has a, it has a plot line, but <laughs> you don't remember much of it. There's no crying That's probably baseball. a fair... That's- that's a fair thing for a friend to do. Like, hey, you've soiled yourself. Let me just get you in the tub. So it's, it's you know, that's as far as I'm going. I'll get you in the tub. Then you're just kind of in one area. You're yeah. not going to get out of that area. And you're in a perfect area to when you wake up and sober up to be able to clean yeah. yourself. But the, so, go deep. are you like passed out, can't even function drunk? Yeah, I've soiled myself. <laughs> like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not like just tipsy, and also I took a dump in my pants. <laughs> you know how some people get real drunk, but you can still be like, "Hey, man, hey, what? Where's your phone at? Let me, what, you know." And they can end like they can kind of stumble What's and in your it pants. <laughs> Hawk, no, don't do what you did a while ago. <laughs> no, no, I'm passed out. I'm passed out drunk. I've lost the use of my bowels, and, mm. and you're, you know, you're just there. You got to kind of. I would, You're just dragging me through the the hall at Aria. Mm-hmm. I put a I put a rolled up towel behind your neck. Turn the shower on and and I take one of your your door room your uh, hotel room keys and come back and check on you a couple hours later after I get out. I of think the room that's table. very nice. I yeah. that that's that's a true friend. Got you. When's the last time you did soil yourself? Do you guys remember? I've never done it. Not even when I was a baby. <laughs> Um, like uh, number two, yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. What I don't know what one and a half. I don't know nine months. Whenever the last time I was a baby, I peed on myself. Everybody knows my pee yeah. stories, but yeah. like that number two. I, on I've yourself? I've never lost control of my bowels. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. For you to ask the question, I need to know yours now. Well, I admitted it on National Tell the Truth Day. You just conveniently. Oh. <laughs> Disconnected and had Wi-Fi issues that day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> when was that? When did nasty. you do it? Like 2016. I was. But what, in what scenario? I, I was working the board, and I was doing a Panthers game, and sure. I remember. I, I think like prior to coming into work that night, it was a late West Coast game. I'm the only person in the studio. I had. <laughs> so to- you can't leave. I had taken down a full bag. Of the flaming hot Cheetos, a full bag of flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, like I can't. There is nobody in the building at one in the morning while Doug Plagans was talking about, I don't know, uh, Lakuvakov or, or somebody, and I I could not leave. And listen, I I'm committed to my job, so I gutted it out. <laughs> out of your guts. <laughs> and it's so unbelievable. Oh, that is such a great snapshot into local radio. <laughs> Today happens to be World Radio Day as well. You've just heard the the perfect World Radio Day story. We're so understaffed, you have to go to the bathroom in your pants. So this is so this is not, this what nine years ago. No, this was 2016. I don't know. So well, eight well, years ago. Eight, eight years, years ago. ago. It's my first one of my first shifts working as a a brand new board op on WQAM, <laughs> so, and you know I'm I'm thinking to myself if I leave and Plagans goes to break and there's nobody back there, I'm going to get fired. 
I, there is no other option but for me to sit here and and little little did you know back then you wouldn't have been fired. Right, you'd have gotten a promotion. That's actually promotion worthy. So we left a twenty year old intern with IBS to run the building. <laughs> That's Ryan McGuire. Happy World baby. Radio Day, everybody. Guglielmo Marconi would be very proud. <laughs> This sports update, it's driven by the new... Jimmy, if you got drunk and soiled yourself, I would take you to the nearest changing station, and I would change you right on there. <laughs> you put him up on that little koala care table. <laughs> Funny visual. <laughs> you, you walk in a bathroom, one grown man has another grown man. On the koala care. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, I didn't tell football season to end. (laughs) Oh, boy. This sports update is driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. Also brought to you by Dade County Federal Credit Union, a financial institution you can trust. Now serving Dade and Broward counties. Go to dcfcu.org uh, for more info. Unlock the door to your dream home with Dade County Federal Credit Union. First-time home buyers can receive up to $50,000. Visit dcfcu.org HPA. For more details, DCFCU is an equal housing lender and is federally insured by the NCUA serving Miami-Dade and Broward County. Your local headlines, the Heat are at the Bucks tonight, 8 p.m. tip-off. Jay Rich, we learned yesterday, suffered a dislocated right shoulder. He will be out. Terry Rozier, MRI revealed no major injury yesterday, if you missed that, late in the show. Just a sprained right knee will be evaluated week to week. Jimmy Butler will miss this two-game trip. Heat tonight versus Bucks on the road. Heat at 76ers tomorrow to wrap up the first half of their season. The Panthers begin a three-game road trip tomorrow at the Penguins. Canes Hoops will be in action tomorrow as well. At Clemson, we found out the official first-round draft order for the NFL. I told you 72 days away. The Miami Dolphins, we knew this, but officially pick 21st overall that's subject to change if there were any trades but your top five right now bears number one commanders number two patriots three cardinals and chargers round out the top five all right bears are getting rid of justin fields think so yeah i think they should caleb take caleb he's the best or evaluate him if you like Jaden daniels you like michael Penix. you know i would say caleb's gonna be the number one pick but Hawk, you're a Bears guy. Like, don't you? You have to move on from Justin Fields. I don't know. There's mixed feelings on him, and and I I'm I've I've read some things where Caleb Williams doesn't even want to play in Chicago. So then you you oh. risk that. Well, he, he's I, a, I don't Eli. know what you do. Hmm. Well, you could you could figure it out. That well, Caleb there, the Caleb there thing. I talked to an agent. Market. There could be a trade market for Justin Fields without question. So oh, depending sure. um, on, I mean, you could get a veteran QB in return, possibly. Um, oh, the Steelers. I read the, that yesterday that Tomlin is very interested. They released yeah. Mitch Trubisky yesterday. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I think I think Justin will be coveted, especially in different offenses. I'm just not certain that they're giving up on him. I think they like him. I think he's shown enough. It, they're very they're in a very Tannehill situation with Justin Fields. Yeah. You see enough at times to go, yeah, I don't want to give up on him now. Like <laughs> we're we're kind of in. And you also see games where you're like, yeah, this guy's not leading us anywhere. You know what's crazy? He hasn't led the NFL in passing, and there's people that are thinking it the same way about Tua. He's good. That's why but I how think good? the whole notion, the whole conversation about Tua is insane. Yes. Because we know what it's like to have a middling quarterback. He's not that. I just talked about it, not on the show, but with the guys. And I was like, hey, so you want to end up with Chad uh, Chad Henney and John Beck and Tyler Thigpen again? I think we're doing pretty well with the history of the Dolphin quarterbacking. All right, guys, your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them, 866-954-MORE, youraccidentattorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7. Again, 866-954-MORE. Partly cloudy. It's around 80 degrees. Gentlemen, that is your weather. Yeah, it's funny. I said John Beck's name. I don't think I told y'all. I, when I was in Dallas at that um, NFLPA symposium for the East-West Shrine game. He was there? You know how I just, I use his name as a punchline for 20 years now. He walks up. He's a quarterback coach, you know, like a, a quarterback coach in California somewhere. I thought about you because I was so fraudulent. <laughs> hey, Beck, what up, big dog? Hey, man, me, <laughs> my dog. <laughs> Great to see you, bro. Didn't we had some good times. <laughs> we had some good times, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. Uh, John Michaels from 680 The Fan is going to join us in the next segment. We can talk some Super Bowl with him and halftime show and uh, and all that hoo-ha. Take a break. Come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. He's calm, collected, has a will to win because his name, of course, is Wade Jones. Hawk and Crowder. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bringing on John Michaels in a little mellower fashion, you know. Now and then the, uh, can't booty shake all the time. Although, I want to get his opinion on Usher, because that seems to be his kind of wheelhouse. First of all, John Michaels is in Atlanta. Yes. And Usher said, I brought the A to the world, mm-hmm. which he did. Um, but we'll get there in a sec. Uh, John Michaels is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms. Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. John Michaels grew up down here. He is a South Florida guy in my uh, my opinion. But he's been living in Atlanta for a long time. Host mornings on 680 The Fan. In Atlanta. Hello, John. 
Well, Usher absolutely brought the A to the Super Bowl, and I am so upset that we got stuck with Maroon stinking five when they had the Super Bowl here in Atlanta at the end of the 2019 season, and they got Usher. It really felt unfair what they did to the beautiful city here of the ATF. That would be like Miami having – I'm trying to think of somebody that would just be completely outside. Like Miami, you need a Latin flair. You need some Pitbull, some Rick Ross. You know, maybe some Uncle Luke makes a makes an appearance. That would be like them giving them Ice Spice for the halftime show. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> well, we the the last two ones in Miami, it was Shakira and J Lo, and it was Prince. Perfect. The time before that, yeah, right? I, Am I missing any Solana? I think the Who, right? Didn't didn't the Who perform in Miami one one Super Bowl as well? I think you might be right because there's there's no way yeah. uh, Miami only had 07, which was Prince. Right. And I then think you're right. I think it was like maybe the Who in 06. The who uh, a little yeah. bit after that. I'll look it up. Hmm. Anyway, Either well, way, okay. Shakira okay. and I was going to say Shakira and J Lo are perfect. I mean, you saw Shakira do the tongue thing in Miami. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. There were people everywhere oh, that were appalled, and I was at home going, "Give me more." I like laying that in my head since like <laughs> <laughs> everything Shakira did. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about the Super Bowl, but as long as we're talking about the halftime show, where did it? Where did it rank for you in Super Bowl halftime shows? I, I was telling I mean, uh, Solana yesterday, Aronde was on with us, Crowder. Uh, you know, Usher just doesn't resonate with me because I'm a little too old. It was just like I missed the whole Usher thing. Thought it was a good show, didn't resonate with me. I'm guessing for you, um, it was what? Like top five, top ten? It was definitely top 10. I mean, Prince to me is always going to be number one. I I thought uh, Justin Timberlake years ago at, in Minnesota was unbelievable. Bruno Mars was fantastic. But this one was right up there. The one, the West Coast one last year with Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem and all them was great. This is in my wheelhouse. This is Club Visions. This is Club 112 in Atlanta. I mean, all I was waiting for was Chili to pop out and go, I still got it bad. Uh, right now for Usher because it feels like Usher kind of got the win when it came to that scenario. But it was it was awesome. Um, Alicia Keys, my goodness, uh, she's thicker than mm. a snicker. When she stood up from that <laughs> piano, I understood why Usher hugged her so tight. That would have been my wife. I'd have been a little more upset than Swiss Beats was. But it was great. They did the roller skating thing, with Har- which harkens back to, to Atlanta quite a bit. You had Ludacris pop out. Jermaine Dupree was dressed like CeeLo on Ozempic. I don't know what the hell was going on with that, but it was it was really, really well done. Did you know it was Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree? Did you know it was I, him? I knew be- well, I knew because of the song it had better have been Jermaine Dupree, but when I saw him dressed up like he was a 1940s British schoolgirl, I wasn't 100% sure who that really was. I was like, is that Jermaine Dupree, and why does he have on ruffled socks? I really just didn't get that part of it. He had on them Jane Fondas. I was like, what is he rocking them Fonda threes? I know, I know he can't. He can't do yoga. What's going on here? <laughs> but did, what was oh. the other guy with the helmet? The whole Atlanta thing, I loved it. Like you're saying, bringing everybody back. I just didn't know who the dude with the helmet was. Did you know who the dude with the helmet on was? Yeah, it was Will I Am from Black Eyed Peas, was it not? Yeah. Yeah. It was. I didn't know at okay, the time. Yeah. I, I thought it was Evil Knievel. <laughs> but I, you know, that shows you my age. My kids, my kids were like, "Daddy, is that Kanye?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." So my kids now think Kanye was at the Super Bowl performing. I don't know. 
<laughs> it was. Let me tell you, if Kanye ever tries to get up on the halftime show at the Super Bowl performance, I got a feeling he's going to get tackled before he gets up yeah. there. So I, I had to sit for a second and remember who was on the song. I mean, I didn't know it was Will I Am when he came out, and he looked like he was an extra on Tron. Uh, but I definitely figured it out when the song got going. Yeah, it was. Uh, I need like I'm at the age where I literally need name tags on people when it's musicians because I just I can't recognize anybody anymore. You know, I Hawk, I asked because it you know the Super Bowl and the halftime show always go, is going to elicit the maniac side. Oh, this is the worst thing ever. Why is this guy up here? Why is his shirt off? I've always asked people like, who do you really want? And it's not a knock. Music, much like sports gets a lot of emotion out of a lot of different people. You're never going to satisfy everybody that's out there. So you try to find somebody that's popular enough. Usher, obviously, with the Vegas residency, is doing a whole lot out there, and he's got a catalog of music that lasts a long time. But I don't know who's out there. Maybe and Taylor Swift would not be my cup of tea, although judging by the ratings, I think there'd be a lot of Swifties that would love it. I don't know who would be that person that could go out there and do a halftime show and not have some faction of this country pissed off that they were out there doing the show. Yeah, and and John, getting to the game, man. I don't. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the, the the coin flip decision, Kyle Shanahan. I know you feel a certain way about him with that Atlanta Super Bowl against the Patriots, twenty-eight to three. But where did the where did the Forty ers go wrong? Other than this, other than that decision, like what did they do wrong? Because we knew what was about to happen when they kept that game close. Yeah, Crowder, I think they went wrong at the it, partly in the first half where I felt like they dominated the game, yet we're only winning 10-3. to 3. And then the start of the third quarter, Mahomes throws the interception, and you get the ball in plus territory. The best offensive player you have is named Christian McCaffrey, and you threw the ball eight out of nine times on your next three drives in which you went three and out. That was your chance to put the game away. Even if you just get a field goal to go up 13 to three, it completely changes the dynamic of how Kansas city has to really attack you defensively. And I thought Kyle Shanahan got pass happy. And you would think with two previous super bowls that he had been in one, one as an offensive coordinator, one as a head coach of the Kansas city or as, as from San Francisco against the same Kansas city chiefs, he would learn to run the football, which is his bread and butter over and over again. And I thought really that third quarter changed the entire dynamic of the game. They could not take advantage of Kansas city who was really struggling early on. And unfortunately for 49ers fans, Kyle Shanahan's turning into the Buffalo Bills. Good enough to be there, but not good enough to win the whole thing. By the way, just for edification, Prince was in Miami. It was the 07 year, the 06 season. Then it was the Who in Miami for December. I'm sorry, for 2010. Mm. And then the most recent one in Miami was Shakira and J-Lo. Um, just so you know, uh, what did you learn about Brock Purdy during that game? Cause one of, one of the things that we were talking about yesterday was after you watch that game in the season, like, would you rather have Brock Purdy? Would you rather have Tua? Would you rather have Brock Purdy? Would you rather have Dak Prescott? Like, what did you learn about Brock? Uh, what I learned about Brock is the national narratives were lazy and sorry leading up to the Super Bowl. I saw so many different people go, he, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He, he's the seventh round pick for a reason. He's a system quarterback. 
The guy had 31 touchdowns and 11 picks during the regular season, and I get it. Kyle Shanahan can turn chicken salad out of chicken bleep just about any time. Like, he is an unbelievable offensive mind. But Brock Purdy is also a really damn good quarterback. They were down in the playoffs to Green Bay. They come back and win. They were down big to Detroit. They come back and win. And part of that was Dan Campbell's fault for going for it. Uh, like he was playing Madden against some seven-year-old. But Brock Purdy is a quarterback that moving forward, if you're San Francisco, he fits perfectly with what you're doing. And I think you can win a Super Bowl with a Brock Purdy type of quarterback. Now, I'd take Tua Tungabailoa over him. I think Tua has more of that quick twitch, get the ball out when it needs to. But Purdy has more improvisation skills. He's a guy that if the pocket breaks down, can step up and run. And I don't know – you know, Tua did, what was it, jujitsu a year ago and got better falling and doing everything else. He needs to do some speed drills, some box drills, some ladder drills, some things where he can escape the pocket when things don't go right. But Dak Prescott finished second in the MVP, so his biggest problem is when he gets to January, he kind of gets choky and loses things. But what I learned about Brock Purdy, stop calling him Mr. Irrelevant. I made a comparison. I said Brock Purdy had the same thing that Stetson Bennett had to go through through college football. Stetson was dinged two years in a row, winning back-to-back national championships because at one point he was a walk-on. It's not Brock Purdy's fault that the NFL drafted the wrong quarterbacks. Hell, the Falcons in the same draft drafted Desmond Ritter in the third round. I think that's the same year Kenny Pickett went in the first round. Who would you rather have, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, or Brock Purdy? I don't think it's particularly close. I think people got to get over the lazy narrative of continuing to call him Mr. Irrelevant after the two years he's put up in this league. Yeah, no, I saw two at the Pro Bowl. He might be related to Alicia Keys. But let me ask you. <laughs> <laughs> but to the, uh, to, the, for- the <laughs> to, uh, to the 49er conversation, John, so you just run it back. Is it Kyle Shanahan's fault? Like, like your, to your point, Kyle Shanahan has now taken, what, Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy to a Super yep. Bowl and lost, but he got their best team in the NFC. But they're not getting over that hump. Do they just run it? They just keep running it back, or do they make, make a move somewhere? Yeah, you got to run it back. I mean, I don't know what other move you can make. You traded for McCaffrey. You went out and traded for uh, Chase Young this offseason. You know, you've made different moves. Brandon Ayuk might be out of there. Maybe you trade him. Their biggest problem is they traded away all those picks to move up and get Trey Lance a couple of years ago. You know, they went and got Trent Williams. It's continued to be they try to grow it year and year and year. The biggest problem is they've run into the best quarterback of our generation right now, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the conversation with him is going to turn to Tom Brady real soon because I think he's right there with Joe Montana. I think he's already past Peyton Manning. And now the next one you go to is Tom Brady. Unfortunately, sometimes you just run into the better guy. I mean, to use a basketball analogy, think about how many teams tried to dedicate and change their team for Michael Jordan in the 80s. And it didn't matter. Charles Barkley went to Phoenix. He, you know, he tried going to Houston. He couldn't win a title because MJ was there. I don't think if you're Sam Fran, you blow it up. You've gone to the NFC title game two years in a row. You've been to the Super Bowl this year. You had gone to the Super Bowl back in 2020. You're right there. Your hope is now somebody in the AFC like Joe Burrow gets lucky and knocks off Kansas City, and then you can beat him in the Super Bowl. Because I think it's only a matter of time with that talent before San Francisco ends up getting another Lombardi trophy. Hey, real quick, John, because we were talking earlier, the the official draft order came out, so the Bears have the number one pick. Would you stick with Justin Fields if you're Chicago? Would you try to move on from him and maybe take Caleb Williams? 
you know, they already swindled Carolina out of some draft picks to get the number one pick. I, I listened to Merrill Hodge today, and Hodge said he would not touch Caleb Williams at number one. And one of the things with Justin Fields, I think he's had three offensive coordinators in three years, which is never a recipe for success for any quarterback. Me personally, I'd probably build around him. You've got one, and I think they also have nine. If somebody wants to trade up to one, you might pick up another first or two more first-round picks and the second and some thirds. Go ahead and build around Justin Fields. Draft a Marvin Harrison. Go get an offensive lineman. Maybe you take Dallas Turner off the defensive side and roll with that for another year or two and see if it works. Uh, Caleb Williams, really good quarterback. I hope the Falcons go get him because we have nothing. But what the price that I've seen right now for Justin Fields is maybe a second and a fifth, maybe a third and a fifth. That's not a whole lot to get for a guy you invested a number 11 pick in just a couple of short years ago. And, John, speaking of the Falcons, how do you feel about Raheem Morris? Uh, better today than I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, honestly, Crowder, I thought – when they made the hire, I said it the day after, I said it felt like a safe hire. It felt like Mr. Blank, our owner, knew him well enough, felt comfortable with him. You're not going to shake up the front office. He's not going to come in and make Rich McKay get fired, kind of like Bill Belichick was going to. And I think the main thing is I've seen an outpouring of support from a bunch of different players around the NFL that say they've got, you know, the Falcons got a real one. They got a guy that everybody's going to want to play for. I like his hire on, on the offensive side and Zach Robinson. You're going to get that Ram sort of offense. That's cool. That was next uh, nature of business. Him and Terry Fontenot have to figure out quarterback. But I think Raheem's going to get some guys that might be on the fence. Do you want to play for the Falcons? Do you want to play for, I don't know, Green Bay? That he may get them to come here. Team still needs a lot of talent, but I think there's pieces in place where Raheem may get the best out of them. So better than I did a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully that time in L.A. winning a Super Bowl helps him bring that over here to the ATL because we need it. Right now our sports teams outside of the Braves are absolutely putrid. Hey, uh, shameless plug, I guess they call it, but go. you should go watch the Pivot episode with Raheem Morris. You bring up the L.A. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl, the day of the, the uh, parade. We went to his house after a parade to interview him. We end up having too much, drinking too much of his $300 bottle of wine, spilling it all over his floor. Me and Ryan Clark got in a fight in his living room. He was cool with it. He had no problem with it. He he didn't get mad at us. He was right there chilling with us all day long as we made a damn fool of ourselves. You got to send scared. me that link because I will absolutely play that on the show here in the next couple of days. I remember because you did, didn't you do the show from his house that afternoon? From his house, yeah. And I was like, I got, I got a little tipsy. He gets home from the parade. I'm back in his backyard with his two young kids on a trampoline, double bouncing them. And then we come back in the house. His wife goes down to a wine cellar, pulls out this Opus One and all this expensive, expensive ass wine, and we just chug it. We chug it like it's you know, like it's grape juice, and then uh, start fighting in his living room. <laughs> That's why that is the best podcast going. Yeah. The fact you you have one episode you're talking about being naked with Kevin Hart, and then the next one you're fighting in Raheem Morris's living room. That is great. Somehow I'm hanging on to this weird, <laughs> this weird world that's going on in my midst, but I'm not really there. I'm like boy in the bubble behind everything, just kind of watching it all transpire. Uh, John Michael, 680 The Fan in Atlanta. Thank you, John. Anytime, guys. 
There you go. Let's take a uh, a break. That was fun. Let's take a break. We'll come back with more Hawkman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. What are you looking at, ass ass? Hawk and Crowder.